Today we're going to talk about ADHD in adults. But first, we've missed a couple of weeks. We, we missed a week, we, we, we had a podcast on a week, and then we missed another week. Um, life has been busy. And so we've missed a couple of couple of weeks over the past month or so. Right. I'd like to come up with a real legitimate reason. Right. But instead, I'm just going to make excuses. Uh, no, it, it, it has been an, um, our practice has grown. The good news is here is that our practice is growing. Yeah. And we've been managing growth, but um, we've had to make some adjustments. Right. And sadly, one of the adjustments was um, a shortened schedule. You know, there's just less time for yeah. everything right now. Yeah. But we have settled in. Um, we've made all the adjustments, and we're back. I think so. Okay. Yeah. I, I hope we are. No, I think we are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We've had to uh, added a couple of clinicians and some staff and yeah. made some changes here in the office. And but we're back. We are, and we, we have some new things planned. We're going to be working on some uh, webinars yeah. and some other things coming up. But uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you take a couple of weeks off, and who knows what you can come up with. Well, one of the decisions we made is we'd like to. Do, um, most of our emphasis, of course, here is on our clinical practice. Right. But we've decided one of the changes we want to make in 2019 is that we want to do more teaching. Right. Uh, turn our trans not transform completely, but add and a uh, teaching component right. to our clinical component. So we're going to be doing that in a number of different ways, podcasts, mm -hmm. lectures, books, um, uh, CEU presentations, mm -hmm. uh, workshops. Okay. So stay tuned. Yeah, yep. there's more coming. So um, sorry for the um, sorry for the um, absence, for mm -hmm. our absence, um, but we'll be back. We are back. We are. And we also want to thank everyone that has uh, subscribed to us on YouTube. We are approaching a thousand subscribers uh, that was finally. Good. That was good news. Yeah, it, yeah. It, you know, it, it was creeping up uh, there, and then over the past couple of months, it's kind of jumped up pretty well. And so, you know, spread the word. You know, share our links uh, to others that you think might be interested in what we talk about, and um, help us grow our community and, and increase right. the, our, our conversations. And definitely check out the YouTube channel because. Um, a lot of people do comment and right. ask questions, and we have lots of interactions happening, right. uh, on, especially with some of the uh, some of the topics. And so, uh, jump in there, ask some questions, share your perspective, your experiences, and uh, let's let's have conversations in that forum. Right, um, and thank you for your comments. Yeah, they're, they're really helpful. I mean, when you comment, negative or positive, um, please feel free. Your comments really help us. Mm -hmm to um, fine-tune and uh, refine the program. So thank you for those of you who comment. Absolutely. So again, today we're gonna to talk about adult ADHD. And, and so there's a number of things that we need to talk about with it mm -hmm. because there's a, some um, misconceptions, misperceptions. Right. Um, and, and we just wanna make sure that you, know, you, you understand what's happening with a, adult ADHD. And you know, as far as treatment and, and, and the approach to diagnosis and all that, right. how that goes. You know, we've been commenting for years, you and I have been, that certainly the last word has been said on ADHD. We keep thinking that the last word has mm -hmm. been, and yet every day yeah. there's something, something new, new about ADHD. And we often forget that uh, for many people, this is a new diagnosis. Mm -hmm. It's the first time they've ever heard about it, yeah. particularly adults, because mm -hmm. When we were growing up, you didn't hear about ADHD right. as much. There were kids who had who were high spirited. Right. They had spunk. They were a little impulsive, but mm -hmm. you didn't pathologize it. You didn't talk about right. ADHD. It was just some kids were more active than mm -hmm. others. Um, so um, we tend to think that well, certainly 
everything that anybody wants to say about it. I mean, there are thousands and th there must be tens of thousands of mm -hmm. articles now, yeah, uh, yeah. articles and books about ADHD. And but we forget that it's new for some people. And one of the things that is new is that for all of those people who were not diagnosed as right. youngsters, they're suddenly discovering as adults mm -hmm. that they're beginning to experience right. some some odd symptoms that, that they, they can't quite explain. Absolutely. And so um, all of these children who were not, who, all of those individuals who were not diagnosed as children suddenly enter adulthood because 60%, about 60% of youngsters with ADHD will continue to show, right. show symptoms into adulthood. There was a time yeah. a couple decades ago that we used to think that children outgrew ADHD. Yeah, by adolescence or so, ADHD would, would disappear. Right, which isn't the case, right. okay? Well, it isn't the case for, for more than half of all individuals who have symptoms as children. Mm -hmm. um, and so you, you carry these symptoms into adulthood and they, they re-emerge as, as, as adult-like problems right. that, that many people don't have an explanation for. Mm -hmm. And so while we think that everybody, we tend to think that everybody already knows about ADHD, for many it's, it's right. really new. And yeah. so we wanna talk about this whole issue of adult ADHD yeah. today. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think well, there's a, num a number of things uh, within what you were just saying that we need to highlight, and, and we'll try to get to, to each of those points right. uh, as we're going through this podcast. But the first thing I think that we really need to, to emphasize is that from a, from a diagnostic perspective, right. from a purely, you know, what does the DSM uh, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, what does it tell us about making the diagnosis of ADHD? Um, the first thing that we have to say is that there is no such thing as adult onset ADHD. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you can have adult onset of symptoms, but from a, from a purely uh, diagnostic perspective, it can't be ADHD unless symptoms um, that cause some problems were present before the age of 12. Before age 12, right. And so, um, <coughs> and that's new, with the DSM-5, it's, you know, it has to be before the age of 12, and the DSM-4 is before the age of seven. Seven, right. So th these symptoms <coughs> had to be present during childhood, and if, they're, if they weren't present in any way um, prior to that age, then it's not ADHD technically, and we have to diagnose it as something else. Right. <clears throat> as we make the diagnosis in children, mm -hmm. what are the four key symptoms? Right. Inattention. Okay, so first of all, you have to have inattention. Right. Second? Um, hyperactivity. <clears throat> right. Impulsivity. Mm -hmm. And Inhibi disinhibition or right. lack of... Lack of um, the inability to inhibit your right. impulses, okay? right. impulsivity or disinhibition. So you have these four key symptoms. The difference in adults is that it presents with many other right. kinds of symptoms because right. adults have many more challenges and many more responsibilities. Right. So one of the things to remember is in adults, there's a longer list of possible symptoms. Right. Well, and, and the issue is exactly what led to us believing that ADHD disappeared in adolescence. And that is right. that, you know, we see these behaviors, the disinhibition and the impulsivity and the hyperactivity and everything in childhood. Right. And as kids reached adolescence, many of those symptoms seem to disappear. But what we find is that they didn't disappear. They just changed form. They had it's a different focus. Exactly. And so what we would see is instead of impulsivity where kids are getting up out of their seat and walking around the room, um, those kids may impulsively change relationships. They may impulsively, um, you know, 
act in, in ways related to academics or some of their thoughts or some of the other behaviors that aren't, right. that isn't necessarily so overt in the classroom. That's right. In an elementary school, you see kids falling out of their chairs and mm -hmm. falling on the floor and running around the room. Well, you don't see that in middle school because right. socially it's not acceptable. Right. So, right. But the impulsivity, the, the, the inability to inhibit right. what you want to do is still there. It mm -hmm. just expresses itself in right. a different way. And as you enter adulthood, mm -hmm. there are even more ways to express itself. Right. Okay? And so uh, there are many other kinds of symptoms that you need to be aware of. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking that you might have ADHD, right. what are the things to look for? Right. Before we get into those symptoms, though, <clears throat> there's, a, there's a difference uh, between the sexes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And one of the things that we've learned in the last decade or so is that um, we talk about ADHD and ADD. Right? So yes. let's clarify that confusion. Okay. okay. Uh, it, it keeps popping up. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of, it is admittedly confusing mm -hmm. for, for those who aren't familiar with the different diagnostic textbooks. Um, it, it could be confusing. It is, right. Um, in, in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, which was published by the American Psychiatric Association, um, we refer to it as um, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, and there's three subtypes. Mm -hmm. um, ADHD primarily inattentive type, um, ADHD primarily uh, or predominantly hyperactive impulsive type, or ADHD combined type, meaning right. the inattention and hyperactivity, impulsivity. Um, there is another book, though, that physicians use, uh, non-psychiatry uh, mm -hmm. physicians use, called the ICD, the International Classification of Diseases. Right. And that um, book refers to it as ADD, Attention Deficit Disorder, right. with or without hyperactivity. Right. So that one kind of implies that you're going to have an in, in, um, inattention, um, but you're either going to have inattention with um, hyperactivity or without hyperactivity. Right. The diagnostic criteria is exactly the same for both. Right. Um, and and the and in fact, the numbers that we use for the numerical system are exactly the same. Mm -hmm. So th they are the same thing. It's just that you use a different book. And depending on what book you use, you're going right. to say ADD or you're going to say ADHD. <clears throat> That's right. Even the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual used to call it ADD right. years mm -hmm. ago. Right. But if you go to any other country and work, it's funny, uh, we worked in Poland for a time. And they call it ADD right. because they're using the International Classification of Disease. They don't use right. the American Psychiatric Association. That's right. that's uniquely American. Right. Um, they use the International Classification. They call it ADD. Right. Okay. So, um, but it, but we typically rely on the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, and we just refer to it as ADHD. Right. So, so don't, let's not have that confusion. What is important in this distinction is that women tend to have higher rates of the inattentive type right. of ADHD. Right. Um, and that's an important distinction. Right. Um, we used to think that there was about a 10 to 1 ratio mm -hmm. of boys to girls, 10 boys for every girl. With ADHD. Right. What we've learned is that if you think about the inattentive type of ADHD, the ratio goes to about 4 to 1. Mm -hmm. okay? It drops more, by more than half. Um, many more women end up with the inattentive type of ADHD um, and they suffer, but they suffer in silence. Right. The, the, boys, the boys bring themselves to our attention right. because of their behavior, right. because of their impulse control and their hyperactivity. Right. Because girls aren't acting out, it's not as obvious, mm -hmm. 
but they're really struggling right. to stay organized, to complete their schoolwork, to complete tasks, to keep their rooms clean, mm -hmm. because they have this uh, inattentive type of ADHD. Right. So for women, um, teenagers uh, and young adults and, and um, other uh, adult women, be careful that uh, you might still yeah. have some of these symptoms, you're just not displaying them as a man would display them. Absolutely. So, okay, so higher rates of ADD among women. Right, and that it's not to say, of course, that women can't have the hyperactive impulsive type and that men can't have the just purely inattentive type because right. we see that um, as well. But, um, but yeah, the, the, the numbers are much closer than we thought as far as the prevalence right. in between males and females. Um, so, it, yeah, we have to keep that in mind. And the other, the other problem with that and the reason we want to emphasize it is because women tend to have higher rates if they have ADHD, tend to have higher rates of depression and anxiety. So that's why it's important because right. you may have these comorbid conditions right. that are hiding behind or within mm -hmm. uh, a diagnosis right. of ADHD. So, right. so if you're a woman, uh, pay particular attention to mm -hmm. these symptoms. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so with that sort of as our foundation, mm -hmm. um, we can talk a little bit about um, ADHD in adults and. Right. Um, so, well, okay, so many times there, there are many people who are not diagnosed with ADHD until adulthood. Mm -hmm. And there, mm -hmm. there's a number of reasons that can happen, especially, you know, and we really need to emphasize it after just saying that you can't, that there is no such thing as adult onset right. ADHD. Right. You know, how is it that a person with ADHD, um, an adult can be diagnosed with ADHD for the first time? Mm -hmm. Well, th there's, there's a number of theories or ideas about how and why that happens. Um, one is that, of course, you know, when you go through grade school um, and secondary school, so elementary, middle, and high school, mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of people with ADHD who are, who are really bright, right. let's say, and, and they have compensatory skills that are good enough to be able to overcome whatever their inattentive uh, right. behaviors are. So mm -hmm. they, uh, they, they sort of absorb enough uh, in the classroom, right. even if they're not really paying attention fully. Mm -hmm. They, they're, they're able to put pieces together, and so they do well enough in school to where they don't have any major attention drawn to them, right. and, and they do just fine. Mm -hmm. But then they get to college or even grad school, right. and then the demands that are placed upon them are just so great mm -hmm. that their compensatory skills aren't adequate, and so they're not able to keep up with the work, or they're not <coughs> able to... Um, sort of compensate again for right. that, for their, their lack of attention. And so they start falling behind and all of a sudden, they're, they're experiencing something that they've never experienced before right. because they can't remember, they can't learn at the, at the, with the ease that they did in, mm -hmm. in middle and high school. And, um, and that's true for uh, not only academic work, mm -hmm. but <clears throat> two things happen. One is that as a, as a student, mm -hmm. uh, elementary school, middle school, high school, your life is pretty organized. Right. Uh, you you go to you you start class at this time, you stay in class for this long, you get dismissed at this time. You have 180 days of school. Your, your parents are on top <coughs> on top of you to, yeah. That's right. If you have parents who don't have ADHD, mm -hmm. um, if you're fortunate enough to have parents who don't have ADHD, they help keep you organized. Mm -hmm. Okay. Suddenly, as an adult. Mm -hmm. All of that structure is gone. Right. Like you go to college. Um, you wrote a column the other day, and in the mm -hmm. column you said 
They don't even care if you go to class when you're right. in college. Nobody's nobody's gonna nobody's gonna wake you up in the morning. Right. Nobody's gonna get your clothes ready. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna get you to school on time. It's all up to you. Right. So the demands of adulthood mm-hmm. um, create a whole new set of circumstances. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> in depression, when we talk about depression and anxiety in adults, we talk about the diathesis stress model mm-hmm. that there's some um, interaction between your life and your ability to manage stress. Well, the same thing happens with ADHD. Absolutely. Suddenly when the demands of adulthood, mm-hmm. the increased demands of adulthood, plus the lack of external supports, right. that's when your symptoms might first appear. Absolutely. They were just covered up. They were there mm-hmm. before age 12. Right. But because your life was so highly structured and everybody else kept you organized, your teachers mm-hmm. and your schedules, even when you're in college, a semester is 15 or 16 weeks long. Right. You have a syllabus that tells you exactly what you have to right. do, exactly when you have to do it. Yeah. Suddenly you go to work mm-hmm. after you, yeah. nobody's doing that for you right. anymore, okay? Right. And that sort of stress, right. you, you have this underlying, the diathesis part, you mm-hmm. have this underlying condition, right. and suddenly the stress of, adult, of adulthood, mm-hmm. um, they're calling it adulting. Yes. They turned it into an adult, I'm adulting now. Yes. Okay. Suddenly, the stress of adulting um, causes the symptoms to appear. Right. Okay. So that's I think this diathesis stress model right. applies not only to depression but also applies to ADHD. Right. And so what we one of the ways that we have to explore this is looking back into childhood because again we have right. to have had symptoms prior to the age of twelve. Right. And, and you might be thinking, well, if you were doing well in school, then you know how would there, how would you know if there were symptoms prior to the age of twelve? Right. And that's a great question. And sometimes we have to sort of make some assumptions. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, there are times when when they are available, we talk to parents of adults right. and and say, you know, tell us a little bit about when they were a kid. Um, and what we find is. You know, more often than not, the parents are like, "Oh, yeah, we had to really tighten right. this the, right. the structure up in the house because, you know, if 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 we didn't, you know, he was all over the place, and right. so you know, we had to be really strict and really regimented to make sure that he stayed on on track and focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we did that, he didn't need medication. We didn't have to get him diagnosed with anything, <coughs> and he was able to do just fine. Right. That's a good good sign that okay, these symptoms were there. They may not have interfered with his functioning right. because the the structure and the environment was kept such that he was able to to mm-hmm. you know um, deal with and cope with <coughs> some of those symptoms without any major issues. You know, I have a perfect example. Uh, there was a time a few years ago that um, we did the evaluations for Major League Baseball players mm-hmm. for ADHD, right. and invariably they would the, the players would say to us, "Well, I was so because they were in the major leagues, mm-hmm. they were obviously better," and they would say. When I was in high school, it didn't matter. I, I could throw so hard mm-hmm. that it didn't, I, I didn't have to be thinking about what mm-hmm. I was doing. Suddenly they get to the major leagues mm-hmm. where the hitters are much better yeah. and, and suddenly their ADHD symptoms really pop out. Mm-hmm. Okay? And again, that's the stress mm-hmm. of adulthood. Um, the other thing about adulthood that um, sort of as a way of warning or something more to keep in mind, as an adult, you could have the same th- four symptoms, right. okay, the inattention and all that. But the increased demands of adulthood really begin to stress what we typically refer to as, as executive functions, right. okay. Um, one of the things that we notice with kids with ADHD is they tend to be disorganized. Mm-hmm. Their, me- their desks are messy, their right. backpacks, their rooms, 
it, it just there's this clutter mm -hmm. that follows mm -hmm. them. Uh, but it doesn't matter because they have parents and teachers mm -hmm. cleaning up the messes. Right. Okay. As an adult, you're expected to clean your own messes. Right. Okay. And if you don't, your life starts to fall mm -hmm. apart. And so you have clutter. Your desk is cluttered. Mm -hmm. Your car. Yeah. You know, if you want to see if somebody has ADHD, go look at their car. Mm -hmm. Go look at the inside of their car. If it looks like an office, you know, papers and cups and mm -hmm. food and all that, there, there's, there's a disorganization that follows you. Right. Okay? And those sorts of things um, remember memory problems. You know, people say, well, right. I think my memory is good. Probably not your memory. Right. It's probably the fact that you have so much clutter and you just can't sort it all out. Right. You didn't, you're not attending well <laughs> enough to, to, for it to really be processed. Right. That's right. Um, and you can't, you can't keep your life organized. There mm -hmm. are so many moving pieces. You know, when you're only responsible for yourself, right. it's a little easier. But if you have a partner, a spouse, you have three or four children. Mm -hmm. I was talking to a woman the other day. She had four dogs, three cats, a couple of kids. I don't know how she keeps it all together. I, I couldn't. I couldn't keep all that. It's, it's too much. My dogs would starve. If I had four dogs, they'd be starving. I mean, I'd The dogs are the kids. <laughs> maybe the kids <laughs> but somebody would pay the price for my ADHD right. so but as an adult you have many more things to keep organized right. and and it has a tendency to fall apart and that's the that's <coughs> you know when we think about those four symptoms symptom clusters that, that would fall in within the in, inattentive that's the inattentive um, part uh, part because mm -hmm. okay so you're not you're not necessarily attending to all the details you're poorly organized and poor organization really is just an issue with attention to details right you know and, and putting you know, being able to to sort things in, in a in a logical sort um, right. in a logical way, and so um, so all of that falls within that inattentive category. That's right. So as an adult, you could have these four characteristic mm -hmm. symptoms that we see right. in children, but as an adult, you're likely to see things like disorganization mm -hmm. would be a larger issue. Poor time management right. is another one. Right. If you're a kid... Again, that falls in the inattentive part. Right. If you're a kid, it doesn't matter. Somebody else is keeping track right. of your time. You know, honey, the, the, this assignment's due in two weeks, you know, right. and so you have parents keeping after you. As an adult, you don't have that external structure, mm -hmm. so time management can be a problem. The ability to focus mm -hmm. on one thing and get it done. Right. Also, multitasking. Mm -hmm. Invariably, people with ADHD talk about how good they are at multitasking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's an illusion, okay? There is no such thing as multitasking, but everybody I see, every adult I see yeah. with ADHD has the illusion that they're very good at multitasking, mm -hmm. okay, and they're not. So you have the symptoms of ADHD could present in a very different way in adults, right. okay? But there's a second, there's a third set of symptoms that we see in adults that we typically don't see in youngsters, okay? Things like um, <clears throat> anger management, the the a short fuse yeah. okay many people who have ADHD because they're overwhelmed by things uh -huh. by clutter by I'm not getting it done I forgot to do this I was late uh, I got in trouble at work um, I can't uh, I miss my kids game you know I'm, I'm mm -hmm. just so disorganized and then they they explode in anger right. it's, it's not because they have an anger problem it's because they have an ADHD problem right and, and, and that <coughs> to me falls in into the impulsivity Category. Right. If we look at those, right. those four, it's, it's poor impulse control, poor impulse control expressed differently. Right, mm -hmm. right, and, and and we will see some of that in kids, but not as much because the consequences for kids are pretty significant right. to act out right. like that, and so so they tend to not. <clears throat> but the the other thing is is that we see. Um, remember, we were talking about as as kids get older, 
uh, the symptoms change. And as they change, as they continue to change in adulthood, their you know impulsivity and hyperactivity manifests differently as well. It's still there, right? But right. but it manifests differently. Mm -hmm. A person with ADHD, for example, is far less likely to go into accounting because they're just not going Can't to be able to sit there and have that kind of attention to detail, you know, sit at a desk for that period, that long of a period of time mm -hmm. to, to work, you know, that meticulously. So people with ADHD tend to go into professions where they're able to move more. Right. They're able to get up and, and walk around and interact with others mm -hmm. and, and things like that. Um, what you also see is, you know, other signs of inattention, uh, I'm sorry, impulsivity that you don't see in childhood, but you see in adulthood is uh, things like, you know, jumping in and out of relationships. Right, that's um, right. You know, impulsively getting into a relationship mm -hmm. and then impulsively jumping out of a relationship and jumping into another one. Mm -hmm. um, you see in, in college, you'll see people who change majors a lot. Right. Um, and that was something that, that I did. You know, right. when I was an undergraduate, I, I think I changed my major about 15 so, times yeah, right. um, over the course of three years. And so, but that's what happens when you are when you have ADHD and it's not treated and mm -hmm. you're, you don't really fully appreciate what's happening. You, you, you jump in and out of these things. It's like you take a course and you're like, wow, this is a great, I'm gonna change my major right. to, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. Right. And even though you really have no, maybe have no interest in that. Right. So in, inattention manifests differently, hyperactivity manifests differently, and impulsivity manifests differently in adult. Um, in adults with ADHD, it's the same issue, it's the same core problem. That's right. But it just manifests through different behaviors than what we see in kids. That's right. And these, these, uh, the other three are the inability to cope with uh, stress. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, low frustration tolerance, mm -hmm. and a hot temper. Yeah. Okay. Those those three things um, are associated with adult ADHD. Mm -hmm. And the important thing about the these symptoms, it's. ADHD has a much higher prevalence rate uh -huh. than most other mental disorders right. for children and adults. Mm -hmm. And as an adult, you may take all these symptoms, right. disorganization, memory problems, low frustration tolerance, um, um, a hot temper, mm -hmm. um, anger problems. You may start thinking, well, maybe I have bipolar disorder. Maybe I have this disorder. May Chances are, it's, uh, statistically, you're more likely to to, mm -hmm. to have ADHD, right. okay? So before you go into these other less prevalent disorders mm -hmm. that are far more difficult to manage, talk to your primary care provider mm -hmm. and ask that person to, to at least consider the possibility right. that all of these symptoms that you're experiencing are not really memory disorders, mm -hmm. they're not personality disorders, they're not mood disorders, but they're, um, they're just um, symptoms, adult symptoms of uh, ADHD. Yeah, okay? absolutely. And when you go to your physician, that, that person is going to talk to you about the number of symptoms you have, mm -hmm. the severity of your symptoms, mm -hmm. but also the impact that they're having. Right. Is it worth worrying about? Right. In many cases, it's not really worth worrying about, right. or there's an easy fix right. um, that, that you can work through without medication or without right. um, a lot of matter of getting somebody to help you stay organized. Right. Yeah, treatment for ADHD in adults. <clears throat> really isn't all that different, it's not that than, different. than childhood. Right. You know, the stimulant medications are still the primary mm -hmm. um, uh, right. uh, tool uh, for, for treating mm -hmm. uh, from a medical perspective. Uh, the stimulants like Ritalin and Adderall and right. well, the methylphenidate family and the uh, amphetamine-based right. family. Um, there, there are some non-stimulants and, and a few more non-stimulants that are on their way 
uh, to be released uh, that, that can be effective for some people um, in, in managing their symptoms. Uh, but there are a lot of just lifestyle things, uh, right. working to relieve stress, um, mm -hmm. getting yourself on a, on a good structure and, and organized routine. What do, we, what do we always say about children? Make sure they're sleeping adequately. Right. You know, if, if, you have, if you have sleep deprivation, yeah. all the symptoms are going to be exaggerated. If you're exactly. not eating properly, yep. if you're not exercising, all of the things that we say for children also apply to adults. Yeah. So the, the treatment is essentially the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But don't suffer through these things. I mean, mm -hmm. they're, they're, we know how to deal, I mean, people, we know today how to deal with ADHD yeah. in both children and adults. Yeah. Um, but don't overlook the possibility that some of the struggles you're having in holding your life together and keeping relationships together, keeping your house, yeah. keeping your car, keeping your life organized at work and at home could be due to ADHD that just went undiagnosed. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. So again, if you have any questions or any concerns about it, make sure you see your uh, most primary care physicians are pretty familiar with it, uh, but if not, see a mental health professional and they'll be able to help you with that. Right. So, All right. Well, that then is it for today. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.